Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, we are joined by Andy Isaac. Yes, you know him from Twitter or just his awesome videos or just for being a great guy. Uh, but first, eh, we got some news to get to. Oh yeah, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful Spartan fans, and welcome to the Locked on Spartans podcast. Oh yeah, baby, that's right. We got Tuesday, October 19th. That is the day today. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and just like I said about 20 seconds ago, yes, this is the Locked on Spartans podcast. I'm uh, going to try to go pretty quick through this intro here because we got a busy segment one before getting to a chat with Andy Isaac. You may know him as World of Isaac on Twitter uh, in segments two and three. So, uh, just third time's the charm, I'll say it again, this is a Locked On Spartans podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find folks get your podcast. And before going any further, just have to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. You guys are truly the best. Love every single one of you. Alright guys, uh, yeah, we've got three pieces of news to get here in uh, segment one, and if you were online at all, uh, even for five seconds on Monday... Probably caught the, the, the great news about uh, MSU's kickoff time against Michigan. Woo! Yeah, all right. Okay, it's going to be the biggest matchup between these two teams in Spartan Stadium history, probably, if not just ever in the rivalry. Oh, boy! Can't wait to see where they're going to schedule this one. And, pfft, yeah, it's it's noon. Um, I, you guys uh, know me. If, you li- if you've listened to the show, I've had... Predictions that go wrong, and I've had predictions that go right, and sadly, this is one of the ones that have gone right, because if you've uh, kept an eye on the landscape of college football the last few years, yeah, I don't know how many years it's been, two, three, seven years, I don't know, I have no concept of time anymore, but you'll know that uh, Fox, uh, they do their old big noon kickoff, that's right, they take the biggest game of the day, and they jam it right into that sweet, sweet noon slot. 9 a.m. if you're on the West Coast. <laughs> awesome. Great. Um, yeah, so how this went down, Fox and ESPN get to draft their games. And, of course, first off the board is the U of M-Ohio State game. Next game to go, more times than not, is the Ohio State-Penn State game, drafted by ESPN slash ABC, as that game will be on at 7.30 at night on ABC. And then the third game to go was the MSU-U of M game, which fell in the Fox's lap. And yeah, as they do, they shoehorn it right into the noon slot. And it's just another reminder that the world runs on money and only money. I mean, that's not trying to be cynical about it. That's just a factual statement. Like That's what makes the world go round, um, especially for networks. Listen, like the, the whole big noon kickoff thing is is a fine idea for Fox. I mean, it's you go over the last three years, you look at the top ten most watched regular season games, and yeah, these noon slots have gotten on the board in three, probably like three-ish times per season out of the top ten. And that way they're not competing with, you know, that 3.30 kickoff in SEC country or the 7.30 on CBS or the 7.30 on ABC or competing against anyone. No, Fox says, let's carve out this time, noon, a, a very undesirable time in the past, and let's try to make it a thing. 
Like, I, yeah, it kind of works. Like, what else are you going to watch at noon? I, <laughs> like, unless it's your team playing against some directional school, like, you're probably not going to watch anything. So, instead, they put firecrackers worth of games at noon. Now, with that said, I mean, yeah, great for the networks. Kind of just horrible for everyone else, though. I mean, this this sucks. I mean, it kind of ruins the atmosphere, the, the tradition a little bit. Now, okay, okay, maybe I overstepped there. It's not going to ruin the atmosphere. Listen, I, I think it's still going to be a great atmosphere in East Lansing coming up on the 30th against the Wolverines. But, like, it, it is different. <laughs> you know, 3.30 kickoffs, 7 p.m. kickoffs. I mean, they make the atmosphere of a noon game just seem flaccid in comparison. Like, it's it, there is a big difference here, and... Great, yeah, and so now MSU gets punished for being undefeated. Um, U of M, like, punished for being undefeated, so yeah, now, now we get this, ooh, big noon kickoff, yeah! Great, awesome, okay, so, whatever. If there's any silver lining to it being at noon, it's that the game just gets over with. I mean, if, if you're like me, which I'm sure you are, you guys are obviously Spartan fans listening to this podcast, you probably stress about... Most games, if not all games, and especially the games when you're going up against your other undefeated cohort in the Big Ten, which happens to be your rival, if that was at 7.30, I don't know if I would eat the entire day. I'd just be a complete mess the entire day. So, okay, it's silver lining with noon. You get it over quicker, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying here. Work with me. Uh, I'd also fetch a guess that this means that college game day won't be on campus. It's not a 100% certainty, but that, I'm just going to assume since this is Fox Marquee game and they'll probably bring there. Uh, pre-game show to East Lansing, which, okay, in all honesty, like, it's a fine show, it's fine, but the brand name and the camaraderie, the, the marquee of college game day uh, still reigns supreme in college football, so yeah, that's a little bit of a bummer there, too. All right, so yeah, noon, October 30th, eh, be like that sometimes. Um, part number two of segment one here that we have to get to is uh, Mel Tucker News, and before going any further, guys, I want to apologize here. Yesterday, on the show, I did say that Mel Tucker would have his weekly media availability. I was dead wrong on that. I should have double-checked to see if he still was going to be doing that during his bye week. Ends up, he has no plans of stepping in front of the media at all during bye week, and this was predetermined. It's not like he's dodging the questions of where we're going to get to right now. That's right, the LSU coaching search. Uh, just some news that trickled out on well from our friends uh, at betonline.ag. They have moved Mel Tucker into their favorite to be named LSU's next coach. Uh, when the odds came out, he was slated at 12 to 1. I think that was sixth or seventh in the pack. And now he's leading the way at 2 to 1 odds to become LSU's next coach. Now you can look at this two ways, and I've, believe me, I've thought of it both ways. One, oh boy, someone knows something. Uh, the sky's falling. Oh my goodness, LSU just sent all their boosters and their president and their AD uh, on a, a jet to Lansing to talk to Mel Tucker during the bye week. I have no idea if that happened or not. Or you can also see that, well, look at all the rumblings that happened. Uh, it was Mel Tucker out of the shoot. Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker all over on Twitter. Oh, hey, they're going to target Mel Tucker. Whoa, Mel Tucker. Maybe that a lot of money came in on a coach with 12 to 1 odds was really kind of the only one in the news. Save for Lane Kiffin, uh, Jimbo Fisher's name was thrown around a little bit, although he did have a statement saying that he loves AM and he will be there for a while. Not like he said that at all while well, he was at Florida State, too. No, that'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, I think it's just because Mel Tucker was a, a popular name, and well, now, now you see the market correction there, and that's why he's at 2-1. to one. Also, biggest part right now with this, uh, I highly, highly, highly doubt if anything were to happen. I don't think it would be happening 
in like week seven or eight of a college football season. If anything, it's time to start getting really anxious and getting really nervous around December when the season ends and the coaching shuffle starts there. So I think we can table our angst for that. With that said, still not necessarily jazzed about this all flying around, especially in build-up to a rivalry game. Uh, coming off the heels of a game against Indiana where some players admitted that, yeah, we were kind of looking ahead to the Michigan game. Like, okay, so this team uh, needs to focus, and I don't know if um, – is this is this guy really going to leave after two years? I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing flying around the locker room, but, hey, um, again, it, it, that'd be like that sometimes too. All right, and the third and final thing. That's right, we're switching from gridiron to the basketball court. MSU men's basketball team lands just outside the top 25 for the AP preseason poll. <gasps> oh, no. Nah, I actually like it. I kind of like being the underdog going into the season. I don't know. That's weird, right? I, I don't know how many other fans or how many other fan bases feel like this where they'd rather be, like, unranked to start the season rather than, like, number one overall to start the season. But, hey, here I am. Um, MSU wasn't too far from missing the cut at all, actually. They got the 26th highest amount of votes. Um, Indiana was also behind them, too, so if you made a preseason top 27 yes indiana and msu would be in that as well but no the big 10 teams that have made the top 25 um in order uh number six michigan number seven purdue number 11 illinois number 17 ohio state number 21 maryland now the last time msu went into a season unranked in the ap poll was the 2011 2012 season and oh yeah that that season ended up being okay uh they ended with a big 10 title and a one seed in the tournament reaching the Sweet 16. Now, the only other time this happened this millennium, uh, MSU also went into the 2006-2007 season unranked. It was not as fun as the 2011-2012 season, no. In 06-07, uh, they went the whole season without getting ranked, but of course, made the tournament. Uh, they made it as a nine seed that year, and they lost to uh, number one seed North Carolina in the second round, so... Uh, I kind of like the uh, the route the 2011-2012 team did. So, yeah, let's uh, let's try to go for that one, MSU. Yeah, how about that? All right, guys, we will be back with our guy Andy Isaac in a hot segment. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. Oh, that's right. I'm talking about the leader in college sports daily fantasy. Yes, they offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players you might have never even Heard of. All right, so how does it work? Well, you start at the App Store or Google Play. You got to download the app. And then, well, of course, you got to deposit. But we got a deposit code for you. That's right. Use promo code Locked On. That's right. Locked On, all one word. And that's going to unlock a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All right, from there, you pick two to five players. You pick over, under on their projected stats, whether it be touchdowns thrown, receiving yards, interceptions thrown, and then you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is just you against the projected numbers. No one else's lineup. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and best of all, they offer safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, or go to your app store today and download the app. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, need to talk to you fine folks about Rock Auto. That's right, guys. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless questioning or seemingly intimidating questioning like, oh, does your F-150 need a Baff Blue Bip Bibbity? I don't know, dude. I'm not a car parts person, but luckily, the family folks at Rock Auto, they are car people and they will get you taken care of. They will also save you time and money when using Rock Auto. 
because why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You would only do it if you were a clown. Here. Here. Rock Auto. Like I said, family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And let's get to our guy, Andy Isaac. Let's go, baby. Folks, the Sausage House at Little Caesars Arena is closed, so he went to the next best place. That's right. That is in front of a microphone to join (laughs) us at Locked on Spartans right now. I am, of course, talking about Andy Isaac of at World of Isaac fame on Twitter. He's just simply the best. I don't know what else to say. Andy, how on earth are you doing, man? You having an okay weekend? I I feel like we just got off on the wrong foot mentioning the the Sausage House stuff because I know that people think that it was, I mean, it was definitely a good running joke for a while, but when I went on <laughs> Friday and they were closed and they were open Thursday and Saturday, now I'm actually taking it like personally and I'm, I would. I'm legitimately angry, Matt. I'm not like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting like heated about this. I'm like, is this like something personal? Are they purposely mm-hmm. closing it? So I don't eat all their sausage. So yeah, I, um, I'm not, I'm not very happy right now, Matt. No, I understand that. And that's what I'm really good at doing with guests is just getting this whole chat started off on the wrong foot. So, yeah, yeah glad uh, I got to get to right here. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of uh, the opposite of getting riled up, how about our 7-0 Spartans, Andy? Actually, full disclosure, usually when I have a guest on whatever, I take down a bunch of notes of things I want to hit. I got nothing written down right now. Like, just just shooting the you-know-what with you is, is a blast. So we're going to go wherever this takes us the next 15 minutes. But on the opposite of being... Uh, peeved at something. Seven no Spartans, baby. I scale of one to ten. How surprised are you, and how seven no changed your life? Hey, because I know I, Sundays where the lines aren't going too well. Yeah. Before we start on the seven and no, I honestly, if you told me at the last minute that you wanted to record a podcast, I feel like I could come on <laughs> and talk to you about Michigan State football or basketball for an hour without like, oh, yeah. any prep, like whatsoever. Like, I just feel we have that kind of like back and forth where we could just be like, yeah, let, let, just two guys just shooting. Let's shooting go. Shit, um, yeah. About sports. The seven to no Spartans are still a surprise to me because I'll be totally honest. Before the season started, I was like six, seven wins. And I would, and I sure. would have called it a success. I thought we were going to lose um, possibly that opening game. I didn't like the game against. Uh, Miami, and I thought either Rutgers or Indiana was going to be a, a tough game for us. Mm-hmm. What Mel Tucker has done just in this like short period of time is nothing short of extraordinary. And I really think right now you have to put him as the, the front runner for coach of the year. Most people had Michigan State as bottom, uh, as at, at the bottom for the Big Ten East. So it's stunning, man. And like, they definitely still have some holes and, you know, we can talk about what happened um, at, uh, you know, at Indiana and against Nebraska. We, we kind of saw some of those holes and it was, it was glaring at times. So I think, you know, if you ask me right now, Michigan state is a very good team. I don't yeah. know if I would call them a great team. Um, I think that's fair. Still seven, yeah. and 0, seven and zero, and I'm like completely thrilled and shocked about it. 
I think that's fair too, calling them good, not great. I don't think that's a slight either. And I don't think you necessarily have to be incredible this year in college football because like the AP top 25 has been a complete graveyard. Like there's only one team I feel confident saying is a great team and that's Georgia. Like everyone else, I think is just a pretty good team. And MSU falls right in that bucket too. So yeah, like they're not your typical top 10 team, but I think this year, like with the weapons they have in offense and let's not forget, like the defense has been falling out. I, I think they are a top 10 team in the country. So and yeah, top I, 10 team. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. My, my bad. I, I really think they're only a top 10 team because of what's going on in college football. Like if you ask me just like eyeball test, I would think that they're probably closer to like a, a 15 or 16 team. But like we're that's kind of just like arguing semantics at sure. this point. College football is is kind of a, a clown show um, right now. I mean, you could make a very good argument that Cincinnati is the second best team in in the country right now cincinnati it's it's so crazy i know michigan hasn't really um proven much michigan state really hasn't like gone up against a you know a a a plus or an a minus competitor and both those teams are are in the top 10 so yeah i mean it's it's a it's a funky year for college football and i'm happy that michigan state is seven to no when they could have you know probably been five and two or four and three and we probably still would have been happy, man. Yeah. So going in, we're going to address the elephant in the room right now. Obviously, it's less than two weeks until a Michigan game, and I'm already starting to lose sleep over it. So I want to see where your head is at, though. Like, do you look at this matchup in the positive light, knowing that Michigan State has some just incredible athletes on offense? They have game changers. Their defense has been doing solid. Or are you more of the uh, chicken little type like me and start freaking out about every little thing and like, oh, my God, can our offensive line do well against them? Like, can Kenneth Walker be bottled up two games in a row? Oh, my God, what's happening? Or are you in a healthy mindset or an unhealthy mindset going into this Michigan game and still two whole weeks? I'm in a healthy mindset, but I will tell you the um, the offensive line stuff concerns me. The offensive line that was not, good. not being yeah. able to, you know, Indiana keyed on Kenneth Walker and Kenneth Walker got no space um, to operate. None. And, you know, like he's, he's one of those players that just finds the, the smallest uh, of holes and, 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 and can make something happen. And it just, it wasn't happening against Indiana and that Michigan front is much, much better. And it's going to be the best front um, they've yeah. faced. And this game, Matt, like we've we've watched so many of these games over the years, and it always comes down to who can run the ball. And if you're yeah, if we're I just know. talking about the trenches, if we're talking about defensive lines and offensive lines, I think we have to give that edge to Michigan. But when you look at the skilled position players on on offense, where does Michigan State, you know, Michigan State is well ahead of Michigan. They have the better quarterback, mm-hmm. they have the better running back. And they have the better crop of wide receivers. So um, I'm scared only because I, I, I have a big question mark about that um, that offensive line. Like, it, it, listen, like the whole season, Kenneth Walker, he's got that nickname, the eraser, right? Like if an offensive lineman misses a block, he can erase it. And he usually has like, you know, a half second to digest what's happening in front of him when the block is blown. But I feel like against Indiana, like he, it was almost like a Hoosier was meeting him before the ball was even handed off to him. So like uh, that has me shook. But then again, hey, we got a bye week. We got two weeks to figure this thing out. So hopefully we can pick, I don't know, a litter of our five, six best offensive line and just run with that. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to be a little skeptical of this whole like platoon system with, with the offensive line. I, I don't yeah. know if you're worried about that too, or yeah. I, I just I think yeah. it creates a. Um... 
I don't know what it, it, it creates like a difficult situation for, for players to get in the groove. I don't know if offensive linemen are the same as running backs where they need a lot of reps and you know, that 10th, right. 11th rep, they feel like a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case. I would rather run with, you know, a more consistent, um, you know, six, seven um, players. I understand the mindset um, of my, of Mel Tucker. I understand what he's trying to do. Um, I also think, and I don't know if Kenneth Walker was a little banged up on Saturday. He didn't, I didn't feel like he had that same um, burst. Um, okay. And I, I think a lot of it probably had to do with Indiana was meeting him in the hole almost every single play. At least that's what it felt like. Yeah. And I, haven't, I haven't rewatched the game. Um, but yeah, it just didn't, it didn't feel like Kenneth Walker was at a hundred percent. I wonder if they're trying to, you know, maybe there's some kind of just like he's he's grinded out like, he, you know, he's 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 had a ton of carries um, already this year. So I, I think the bye week comes at the best time for them. I would much rather have the bye week um, this week than, you know, Michigan having it, you know, the, the week before. And now they have this tune up game against. Against I know it's like two bye weeks for for Michigan. Like they get to experiment against a, a horrible Wildcats team. I mean, horrible. I don't think that's, we that's realize. Life. You know, when we played Northwestern at the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, is this going to be the Northwestern of last year? You know, it right. might be a little worse. And then as I'm watching the game, I'm like, oh my god, I think this team stinks. They I'm suck. Like, <laughs> it's not good. Tough. And you know, yeah. if they, I, I, you know, I think they bounced back against Rutgers um, over the weekend, which. <laughs> Everyone bounces back, right, against against Rutgers. Yeah, days. sadly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my lock of the week, though, for for gambling wise. Is that uh, Rutgers minus two? That that, that was my big uh, three unit play of the week. And wait, <laughs> I thought your lock of the week was Purdue over Iowa. I saw this on Twitter. What what what? Is, yeah, why are money here? Too, not just for us. <laughs> Uh, that, that was a, oh, a, a, a nice old one or two unit play. Yeah, yeah, but that was a. Uh, a uh, live a little to gain a lot sort of uh sort of play right there for Purdue felt really good about that one I've had some bad takes in the college football season that one though that one gets me on a nice rebound with Purdue beating Hawkins I, I gotta tell you I did so. not I did not see that I did not see that loss coming and I didn't I mean they did not play well you know from the very beginning to the very end I was the final score 24-7 I mean that's terrible uh, that, yeah I think so yeah right Right at home, yeah. Right, <laughs> three thirty kickoff. You know, it's at not home, like it's a eleven a.m. sleeper. That's yeah. as bad. That's as bad a loss as you'll ever see in in college football. It's it was that bad. We will be back in a hot second with our guy Andy Isaac, but first need to talk to you fine folks about sweat block wipes. And that's right, we have been talking to you guys about sweat block wipes for a few weeks now. But you know what? We're gonna mix up this ad read. That's right, we've got some testimonials, baby. Ooh we. All right, we got three to choose from. Let's uh, let's go with the soccer player's testimonial. Another success story here about an avid soccer player. He heard us talk about sweat block and thought it would be too good to be true. But he was always the wettest guy after practice and games. I'm talking like sopping wet. So he thought he'd give sweat block a shot. He tried it on his pits, and the next practice, his pits were bone dry while everything else was wet. I mean... Might as well just lather it all over your body, I guess, man. Get nuts. He said he didn't have to reapply for for nine days. Excuse me, nine days. Seven days of protection is guaranteed with sweat block, guys. Sweat block wipes, we've been talking about it for weeks. Doctor created, doctor recommended, and also they stand by their product. Why wouldn't they? 
They got the dry shirt guarantee. That's right. Sweat block doesn't keep you dry. You're going to get your hard-earned money back. So quit sweating out Michigan State games. Uh, if you're going to sweat out the bye week for whatever reason, if you've got some bets going, uh, maybe that could be a reason why. Give yourself the opportunity to try sweat block wipes. And also, give your uh, wallet a chance to save some of its sweet, sweet cash, too, with this promo code, guys. Um, head to sweatblock.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN, all one word, and that's going to save you 20% off. Guys, if you know someone... Or if you know, uh, or if, if you yourself are dealing with excessive sweat, you got to check out Sweatblock. Once again, 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on, or find it at the internet shelves of Amazon or the physical shelves of CVS. Also, guys, need to talk to you, find folks about something I'm wearing right now, actually. That's right, home field apparel. <laughs> the softest, the comfiest, the most stylish clothes you will ever ever find that's right that's that that's a Matt Sheehan guarantee right there I, that's, that's not a home field guarantee there's probably some legal issue if I were to say that on their behalf but no on my behalf no this is the best clothing you will ever ever find uh right now actually I'm gonna whisper this um I'm not even wearing an MSU design right now that's how fire I think all their designs are I'm actually rocking my for the mm, probably 200th time this year my rainbow warriors hoodie that's right baby University of Hawaii uh you just got to check it out, guys. Uh, the Michigan State section, they have 19 vintage designs. All incredible. Go take a gander at all of them. And, yeah, they've got a ton of other schools, too. Oh, like Central, Grand Valley, uh, Hope College. Like they, They've got a lot of the even in-state schools here covered. So go check out their designs. And not only that, but go get your home field apparel with this promo code. Locked on Spartans. That's right. The name of this podcast, Locked on Spartans, all one word. And that's going to get you 15% off your first purchase from homefieldapparel.com. One more time, guys. Get 15% off on your first purchase from Homefield with promo code Locked on Spartans, all one word, during checkout at homefieldapparel.com. All right. Let's get back to our guy, Andy Isaac. You know, speaking of losses, wins, stuff like that, I've also let my mind wander to two weeks. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to the Michigan game because it's been on my mind lately. I, I'm in the camp of, listen, like if MSU loses, I, I can contain myself. Like I, I've seen bad MSU losses. I'll just go about my day, just be a little more quiet. I'm more scared of how I will be if MSU wins. I think I will black out, not even on alcohol, just I will just be a crazy person. Um, how do you treat these Michigan state, Michigan games. Like, are, are you, cause you, you also double dipped on weekends. Like you also save a lot of emotional energy for Sunday as well. So can, do you allow yourself to completely unload mentally and emotionally on Saturdays, especially with a game this big or where, where are you at with so, like big Spartan wins? Let me address the, the lions really quick because this is Please, certainly yeah. not a lions podcast and I'm glad this is not a lions podcast. I no, this don't is a seven have... no podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't put any energy into the Lions um, right now. Like, okay. um, even when they lost, uh, I, I did when they the, the Ravens game was upsetting. But last week when they lost on the the field goal, I knew the field goal was going in. You know, before that oh, that series sure. even, even happened. So I don't have to devote any of my energy right now um, to the Lions. I am putting a lot of my energy into Michigan State, and I I think I'm a lot like you in that I get very um, I get very passionate um, during Michigan State athletics. Like I would say, I, I probably get a little more um, passionate during basketball. Um, okay. 
maybe because I, I think I'm more of a, a basketball fan than I am a football, but these, um, these games, the, the, the last few years, you know, sweating out some of these games has been bad for my health. I mean, I'm already mm-hmm. in pretty terrible health and I'm like overweight <laughs> and I'm fat and stuff. So like, you know, these kinds of games are like not good for my blood pressure, Matt. It's just, it's not good overall. So yeah, I, um, this Michigan game is going to be very tense. Um, if they lose, I'm going to be upset. If they win, I like you will probably go into some kind of momentary blackout. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just like where you're seeing stars, because then I'm going to say, I'm going to start saying some wild things, Matt. Yes. I'm going to be like, not only can we win the big 10, you know, it's very possible we could we could have a shot at like going to the 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 playoff. And I'm going to say some just ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> things. Um, if this game was on the road, I don't think I would have any expectation. I would actually pick them to lose, but because it's at home, I feel like this is more of a 50-50-60-40 um type game. And yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be so um so out of control and so just stupid if if yeah. you win, man knock on wood if it happens yeah and like i was i was talking with a few buddies yesterday like i, I and it's not just like talking crazy like all oh, this teams going indie uh, like i i just like i'll just be listen mel tucker in year two he goes two and oh against jim harbaugh who's in his seventh year of his tenure and mel goes two and oh against him like i might set reminders on my phone to remind myself that i, I have a full-time job that i can't lose by being a jackass on twitter like I, i'm yeah i might just set you know just 30 minutes spaced apart like hey calm down relax because i I will be screaming who's got it better than us until I get punched in the throat. Probably like I will be delirious. I will be a, a Looney tune. And I'm also going to knock on wood one more time because hey, this is yeah, if it, so it almost, we should almost give ourselves 30 minutes after the game finishes. And you say, I'm not going to go online because if I go online, mm-hmm. that's just opening the bottle of booze for an alcoholic. And you're just going to, you're just going to go to town and it's going to be crazy. <laughs> but in that, however, in that 30 minutes, I know I'm, I will be drinking from yeah, a, probably right. a bottle of nice cinnamon whiskey anyway, and getting myself tuned up for when that 30 minute ends. So while in theory, that's a great idea. I know myself enough to know that like that, that's, that's, that's probably, that's gonna never going to happen um, for you. It's never going to happen for me. No, if we win. We no. are going to dig in. We're going to take that knife and just dig it as deep as possible. Um, I do yeah, want to ask yeah. you one thing that has been bothering Please. me this season. Yeah, It is. And okay. I love, I love Mel Tucker. I, sure. I worship at the altar of, of Mel mm-hmm. Tucker. But his game management, specifically his clock management, is worrisome. And it really it, worries yes, me it in is. Indiana. I thought, all right, earlier in the year, maybe he was just, you know, like, you know, it was just kind of a, a mix-up or something. But now I'm actually concerned about it. And I'm right. like it, it's almost like the a, same way. Yeah, like, listen, against, uh, yeah, it was the Rutgers game. It's almost like, a, okay, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Or, you know, you, you get what I'm trying to say. I, yeah. I, I just butchered that immediately. <laughs> but it's like, it, it happens once, like, okay, I'm not, like, too concerned about it, even though Rutgers had, like, a good handful of hiccups from a game management standpoint, whether it be the fake field goal, whether it be uh, just the clock management at the end of the first half, or uh, just not being able to line up for a punt and get that off correctly. Okay, that happens once. 
And then we go to this game that just wrapped up against Indiana. It's like, all right, another pre-snap penalty on the punt team. Yikes. I was only half watching the fourth quarter because I was getting my son's first birthday party ready. And I turned towards my laptop and I saw MSU go to the end zone as they just got the ball in field goal range to ice the game. And they're going to the end zone. I'm thinking like, is this a replay? There's no way they're gunning for the interception. Great. Why the, why the hell did you just do that? Your kicker finally is having a game where he just can't miss. Like he's looking yeah. great. You're in field goal range. Why on earth are we gunning for the end zone right now? Use your head, use your head, kick the field goal, go up eight points. So like, I'm officially worried about that now. Yeah. yeah. And of course it's magnified times 10 as you got, Hey, Michigan coming up next. So no, I, I think that is a concern because you cannot keep doing this and getting away with it. It's. Yeah. So I would say that the, the two concerning things from this last game that, that really like reared its ugly head were the, the pre-snap penalties um, and the pre-snap penalties on special teams on, on uh, you know, in punt formation. And then that throw. Okay. So the throw at the end of the game, that got picked off wasn't audible and we all saw it, but it, he should okay. have been able to audible out of that play. Cool. And it, it was a, it, the execution was bad, but I'm, I'm more, I'm more like, why didn't they kind of, if they, if they saw him doing that, you know, just, you know, get in his ear, call timeout, do something because yeah. you blow up eight there. You have a quarterback um, at Indiana that honestly, that was like a middle school quarterback he was missing wide open guys overthrowing guys it was insane (laughs) you know coming back down and and going the length of the field and getting a two-point conversion I'm just I'm sorry I just I didn't I didn't feel I didn't feel like that was going to happen I would rather have just gone out eight if you want to call a pass that's fine just call a pass to a wide open receiver don't go up right one-on-one um situation because even an incompletion kind of sucks too, because that stops the clock. Like run it two more times, either shave off a minute and 20 seconds off the game clock or force the Hoosiers to burn up some timeouts or apparently option C throw it to the end zone and underthrow it and have them pick you off. Like, Oh my God. But with that said as well, like there were whispers. It wasn't a lot of people. It's a minority of people. It's like, Oh boy, another bad game from Thorne. Kind of like Nebraska. It's like, yeah, okay. I think he's a smart guy though. And with two weeks of prep, like I think he can get his head right and bounce back like I, that was a rare game from him he was forcing a lot of things and we haven't seen that at all this season i think so i that doesn't I, yeah, concern I'll, me I'll long term pass. i'll give him a pass um yeah for that you know i think he saw the one-on-one he saw that they were crowding the box he thought he could make a play but my thing is he shouldn't have been able to, to uh, an adult in the room needs to step up and call the timeout and be like no 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 not, not not right not right now, Buster. Not not with three minutes, two and a half minutes left in the clock. No way, no how. Sure. Um, I I want to make a prediction before I leave because I'm running short on time. Yeah. The Michigan Michigan State game. I'm going to go 28-24 Michigan State. That is my locked on Spartans prediction locked um on. for that game. And I'm I'm really hoping it does happen, and I'm probably going to lose my mind and 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 go insane. Sure. Absolutely. I don't have a prediction yet, but I know that I will predict Michigan to win because knock on wood, uh, I predicted they would win by 75 points last year. And when we yeah, saw that, so yeah, Same. that's right. So, yeah. All right. Keep I that going as long as me on that. Andy, you're the man. Much love, brother. Dude, love you. You're the best. Everyone loves you. Thanks a lot, Andy. You're the best. You're the man. 
And huge thanks to a friend of the program. That's right. He's been on a few times. Uh, Andy Isaac, a busy guy, but hey, he found time to put us in a schedule. And for that, I, I'm very grateful, and I'm sure you guys are too. I mean, Andy's always a great time. And God, just like he said at the beginning of the podcast, feel like I could call him on a whim. And uh, we could probably record a seven-hour podcast all about Michigan State Spartans. But uh, today, we'll just give you 20 minutes of that. Um, on tomorrow's show... We will be getting into the nitty-gritty of Michigan State with our guy Stephen Brooks. That's right. Uh, the Mel Tucker stuff is going to pop up, I'm sure. And if you have any questions for Stephen, too, I mean, you know, he's much better football mind than I am. Uh, hit me up at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, and I will forward them his way. Also coming this week, uh, we've got a chat with Mark Dell. That's right, former MSU wide receiver great Mark Dell. And then we talk to our guy Andrew Wade of Locked on Hawkeyes later in this week just to banter about Big Ten football. It's our bye week. It's the Hawkeyes bye week. So, yeah, me and Andrew just sit down and we talk about all 14 Big Ten teams. So, yeah, that's a fun little chat. Recorded that earlier today. So, look forward to that one. And also, if you just want more Big Ten news in your life in general, check out Locked on Big Ten with our guy Nate Dickinson next. Guys, once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. You guys are the best people in the world. Love every single one of you. And hey, let's have a day. Go Green!